Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Tuesday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And uh, it is day one of a two-day Fed meeting. Uh, I don't think the trade talks in China are going very well. And is it possible that Donald Trump wants to end the Federal Reserve? Uh, I've gotten emails on this. I've gotten phone calls on it. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's likely. But yesterday, Steve Leisman, if you guys don't know who he is, he's one of the talking heads on the Idiot Box on CNBC. The guy's there every day. A uh, big cheerleader, right? He's a debt guy cheerleader, central bank cheerleader. He is their Federal Reserve expert. Had some interesting, to say the least, incredible comments from yesterday. We're going to have that clip uh, coming up in the next hour. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how the trade negotiations are going. Remember, we're there. I got there yesterday, the president today. Uh, unleashing not only on the Federal Reserve, uh, unleashing on China, saying that China has not done anything that they promised. Remember that G20 meeting? Hey, you know, we're going to call a timeout, and and China's going to buy food. Right? Remember, they're going to buy food. Apparently, China hasn't bought anything, at least according to the president. Uh, So we'll keep you updated on that as well. We've got a great show lined up. A lot of action to talk about. Gold's up another eight dollars uh, right now, fourteen hundred and twenty-nine. Let's call it fourteen thirty. Silver up uh, about twelve cents, sixteen fifty-five an ounce on silver this morning. As everybody anticipating a rate cut from the central bank tomorrow, and I love all the news. Right, they confuse it. Well, you know, jobs are good, the the consumer's good, inflation's low, why is the Fed cutting rates? And then you see uh, all these companies with their earnings, a lot of companies were out reducing uh, their earnings uh, over the last several days. Um, here's here's the thing, though. You know, we're, we're in that, that, that weird spot where certain areas have slowed, uh, other areas have remained okay. Uh, we're going to keep our eyes peeled on that, and and I'll give you an update. Right, so it's a two-day meeting. So after I get off the air tomorrow is when the official announcement is going to be. Uh, but like I said, everybody anticipating this this quarter point cut. I think the detail is going to be is how dovish, right? They're going to cut, and then are they going to hint at more cuts down the road or not? Uh, we'll, we'll see wh- what the effects may be, uh, but but I normally don't don't pitch something this early. But I've got two great items uh, for sale. And things have been uh, a little bit thin lately in as far as sales go. We've done uh, probably uh, in the last seven shows. There's probably been three or four shows where we've had nothing. Today I've got a gold item. I've got a silver item. On the gold side, I've got AU $20 St. Gold.
Gardens. And AU, for those of you who don't know, these are almost uncirculated. Uh, these are about the nicest the coins get uh, without being graded. Uh, got them at fourteen hundred and ninety-five bucks, uh, only sixty-five dollars over spot. Uh, we run some of the smallest margins in the world uh, when it comes to gold. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, you're thinking about uh, most people thinking silver or gold's going to be. Fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars to the ounce before the end of the year, and I'll say this: it really doesn't matter. You saw what we're going to spend uh, on deficits. Uh, this is a great entry point. Uh, AU twenty dollars Saints uh, less than uh, the regular. Again, right? We're, we've been doing this a lot, lady, a lot lately. Get a better graded coin, a higher graded coin than what we normally carry for less money. Uh, fourteen ninety-five on the twenty-dollar Saints. The other item I have, I only have eleven of them. They are being delivered to me this morning. They'll be here in about an hour. I have eleven one hundred ounce Johnson Matthew bars. But here's what's unique about them. These are from the early 1980s. Johnson Matthew used to put their 100-ounce silver bars in a cardboard box. And the cardboard box had the JM, uh, the pickaxe, and the hammer, the logo, and and the descriptor of the 395 silver bar, and, and a serial number. The box... And the bar inside have matching serial numbers. We looked everywhere today. We found one person in the entire country selling one bar on eBay for $2,250 that had a box, an original Johnson Matthew box with matching cert. We've got 11 of them. They're $1,850 a piece. If you're in Colorado, add 50 bucks for me to ship it to you. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. So before we get to Leesman, $20, AU $20 Saints, $1,495. These Johnson Matthew Silver Bars. I've never seen one before. Uh, the box, it's a white cardboard box with blue writing. All the serial numbers are all legible. Uh, the box, I, I wouldn't say they're mint condition boxes, but all the, you know, they're in, for being, you know, what are we talking about? 9202, 12, almost, for being almost 40 years old. Uh, all the boxes are in decent shape. Uh, still has some of the tape, you know, uh, on the box to keep the, the silver bar in there. Uh, matching serial number. So the outside of the box has the serial number of the bar that belong to that box. So we have 11 of them, all matching. 
uh, haven't I couldn't even find somebody that was selling a Johnson Matt the hundred ounce bar with a box. Forget about it matching cereal. You know, like an engine, you know, a car. Hey, this engine goes with this car and, and makes you know, uh when you've got a matching number collectible car, you know, you got a muscle car and, and the numbers match, right? You get a lot more value out of it. Kind of the same thing here. Uh, because you know Johnson Matt they figured it out a long time ago. Hey, wait a minute, cardboard's expensive. Right? How about we just get rid of that, right? And we'll wrap it in a, a cheap piece of plastic instead and call it good. So these are uh, from the air, uh, early '80s. Uh, not a lot of mintage, matching serial numbers with the original box and the original hundred ounce J and M silver bar, fifty. Uh, $1,850. That is pickup in Phoenix. If you want it in Colorado, add 50 bucks. I know it sucks, but that's just what it costs for us to get it to Colorado. We can either ship the bar to your house, or we can ship it up to the radio station, and, and you can pick it up there. But add 50 bucks shipping either way, whether you want it at your house or the radio station. Uh, $1,900 for you guys in Colorado. 1850 for you guys here in town. So, you, you know, you're not even paying two bucks over spot for it. Uh, matching serial numbers, right? It's like a, a souped-up Mustang. Uh, it's the Muscle Car Silver Bars from Johnson Matthew. 800-951-0592. So, as I said yesterday, I mean, I'm just doing my thing yesterday afternoon, and, and I'm always searching the internet and looking at uh, what's happening out there and I ran across this headline about Steve Leisman talking about the central bank and and I decided to listen to it I couldn't believe what I was hearing and for those of you that have called me about Donald Trump possibly wanting to end the central bank this is going to be a very very Interesting, because here's a guy, he is well-connected, right? He is the, I mean, he is who CNBC pays to be their central bank expert. Uh, Jason, uh, let's play the the clip here with Steve Leisman on CNBC yesterday afternoon. How many cuts are you expecting from the Fed this year? Uh, we're expecting two cuts from the Fed this year, so looking, f- looking for a cut next week of 25 basis points and then probably uh, another one in the autumn. Clearly the market has, has become much more ambitious of that, than that, and we, we have seen the market paring back those assumptions of a 50 basis point cut next week. But of course we get QT GDP tomorrow, so that uh, is another variable just to keep in the mix prior to uh, the Fed decision. Yeah, and of course all of this depends on the trade concerns and whether they escalate or they de-escalate. How quickly can the mood music and the Fed change? Well, the mood music can change very quickly, but uh, one of the things that I think leads us to lowball those estimates of four rate cuts where one to two is that you're starting to see the inflationary pickup from trade and additional tariffs enter the supply side of the U.S. economy, pushing up some of the leading indicators of inflation. We still don't know how low U.S. unemployment can go before you start to see (coughs) some sort of wage pickup. So there are inflationary signals there that mean that if you start to get also on the demand side a pickup because of a pairback of rhetoric on trade, then the Fed do not want to have staked out a path which they're going to have to stick into reverse gear on a very, very quick... uh 
I want to, yeah, that was not the right clip. So, Corbin it's live Mike, radio. We... I don't know what, what that is. We'll, we'll get it fixed. I, I, I apologize uh, to you. What We're working on, on getting that, that clip run for you. I'll read what he said. Uh, so, so I apologize. So Steve Leisman was on uh, CNBC. He's on every day. He's one of the, the talking heads on CNBC. And they were talking about the rate cut uh, that is expected to come tomorrow. And, and what he said was that the, the drop in the threat for the argument of why Powell will do whatever it takes to stay in President Trump's good graces. In other words, kind of hinting that the central bank is going to do what the president wants, but for a reason I never expected. He said that the Fed fears that if they got it wrong, in other words, Leesman said, hey, I don't believe the central bank, what I'm hearing is the Fed doesn't actually believe they should cut rates. That was kind of, you know, his his underlying tone in this was, hey, the central bank actually doesn't think it should cut rates, but they're scared that if they're wrong, and they think that if they made a mistake, the federal the the federal reserve would be eliminated would be gone in other words the central bank is cutting rates tomorrow not because they believe they should they're in fairness right kind of like hey they're undecided whether they should or shouldn't but they're so worried that if they don't and the economy did falter that the Federal Reserve would be gone. And and I'm going to get to that clip, but I mean, it, it was something where it was, everybody sat there like, what, what, what are you talking about? And, and I was like, did he just say that? And, and it was so funny because in the clip, they immediately tried to change the subject. And they started, they started talking about something else, and then... Three minutes later, Leesman came back in and reiterated his point. And, and they asked him what would happen, what would replace it, what would come into it. And his answer was that he didn't know. And I, and I actually, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this guy and, and I'm thinking to myself, why would you come out on TV, make a comment like that, if you didn't know? I think they do know. Uh, I've been saying this all along. I, I think this that we're being set up here uh, and that we're going to see whether it's uh, the IMF or, or, or somebody else step up and take over, but... Very, very interesting. I, I apologize. You know what? You sit there. I'm like all excited uh, for for the clip, and then we we kind of blew it there. But uh, uh, I've just resent it up to Jason. We'll see if we'll get it loaded up. But yesterday on air, 
Steve Leisman said that the central bank is so worried that if they're wrong, because they kind of think the economy's still okay, that if they're wrong, they're worried that the president would make a move to eliminate the central bank. In other words, forget about firing Jay Powell, right? Forget about, uh, hey, let, let's uh, demote Jay Powell. No, Leesman said eliminating the central bank, that the central bank would be gone. Uh, and believe it or not, this was right, of course, as always, right after gold closed. So I'm sitting there today as an example, right? I'm sitting there telling you gold's up 8 $9.00. Uh, Kitco says it's only up like a, a dollar and a half, two dollars, uh, because gold popped on the news. I, I will say this: I'm starting to put pieces together. Right? You can kind of make a case dismissing Russia's gold purchases, right? You could a, a loose one. Hey, you know they don't like us. We don't like them. Blah blah blah, and they're they're just you know. They're 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 crazy over there. Don't worry, right? Just just them. Of course, then it was them, and and in China, and them, and China, and Turkey, and them, and China, and Turkey, and Poland, and them, and China, and Turkey, and Poland, and Austria, and and on and the right in every single month, month after month. We get all of these new names of countries adding to gold holdings. And then last week, out of nowhere, the European Central Bank, along with the Eurozone, announced that they will not renew their selling agreement when it comes to gold. Right? Remember when... England dumped all of its gold. Probably the biggest single idiotic central bank move of all time. Right? England announced it was going to sell all of its gold and dumped it all at the dead bottom at like $250 an ounce. And the European nations got together and said, hey, let's not do that again. Right? Because, I mean, that was dumb. Right, we we you know England could have done it quietly and or in an organized way and got another thirty, forty, fifty dollars an ounce. They, they, they that was that was foolish, and so they came up with this agreement that all the eurozone countries combined would only sell five hundred metric tons of gold a year. And that's exactly what they did. They sold 500 metric tons in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. And then it stopped. Now, they've re-ratified this agreement three times. And they, I think they do it like every five years. So they re-ratified in 04, 09, 14. And now it's getting ready to come up here in September in 2019. And they decided, because no, no European nation has really sold any gold in years. And they decided, hey, let's, let's end this agreement. And I'm starting to wonder, did they end the, that agreement? Because these countries want to start 
buying gold. Hey, we don't want to sell it anymore, right? We haven't wanted to sell it for a really long, long time. And uh, you know what? Uh, we want to start buying it now. And and then I, you know, and then I hear Steve Leisman with his comments uh, that he made this morning, and and very very interesting. Or well, I guess it wasn't this morning. It was yesterday afternoon. As we're starting to look here, are these gold purchases put together? Are are these gold purchases by central banks? Are they part of the plan? Because like I said, these guys already know. Right, we're the last to know. They know already. Right? It's not a secret. Right? I mean, these central bankers, right? They call each other like every day. I mean, they're buddies. They're pals. They hang out together. They probably go on vacation together. Right? Their wives are friends. You know, all that stuff. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative pro-family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service, protecting and defending the Constitution, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Following that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Senator Kamala Harris is one in a long line of Democrat presidential hopefuls gnawing at the bit to take a swing at President Trump next November. She's a multiracial woman positioning herself as the most diverse candidate in the Democratic field. She married a California lawyer at age 50 and has no children. When you toss the California liberal vibe with her lack of family and her former job as the Attorney General in California, you have a mix that is sure to be a tough sell to the steelworkers and coal miners in Pennsylvania there's just no relatability there. On top of her relatability issue, Kamala Harris is hurting herself with a radical plan to shift wages from gritty blue-collar jobs to soft, safe jobs. To overcome the purported pay gap between men and women, she wants to hit companies with fines of 1% of their profits for every 1% in wage difference between more dangerous male jobs and less dangerous women's jobs. Harris's proposal covers almost every bad idea opposed by Phyllis Schlafly all in one package. The theory of comparable worth was discredited in the 1980s. Kamala renamed it Equal Pay so she can pretend men and women are being paid unequally for the same work. In the real world, we know men are paid more than women because they tend to work longer hours and take more dangerous jobs. Women are more likely to work part-time or leave the workforce for years at a time so they can raise their children. There's nothing wrong with women making those choices, but that doesn't entitle them to make extra money above their value on the open market. Kamala Harris's proposal is not really about making things fair for men and women. It's all about putting more taxes on hardworking Americans. Her fines would steal $180 billion over 10 years. Like other socialist schemes being floated by Democrat candidates, Senator Harris's proposal would bring the Trump jobs boom to a screeching halt. It would be particularly hurtful to the men working blue-collar jobs rightly compensated for the higher risk and unpleasant working conditions that they endure. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
Okay, well, welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know I, had, I was all jacked up for that clip, and then uh, uh, we, we had a little technical malfunction. We've got it worked out now. So we're going to play Steve Leisman right from the very beginning. The first 45 seconds, he, he's going to tell you what I just read to you, and then watch them ignore him. And then towards the end of the clip, they're going to get back to it. So hang in there with it. Jason, let's play Steve Leisman. And it's too tight. And they should have cut when they didn't cut. I think they think that if they make a mistake here, the Fed can be gone. The Fed can be gone or Powell can be gone? The Fed can be gone All or Powell it. can be gone. Well, who, what are we talking about? I don't the know. Man but or if, the you, institution? if you think about what happens when a person gets up at a rally and starts railing against the Federal Reserve and starts to create what could be potentially congressional pressure on the Fed, uh, then you could imagine that they might go to, a, there could be support for a different system. Okay, that's so a bold I, call. I, I, think, I think they think that there's a lot of political downside risk to getting this wrong. Okay, I want to talk economics first, and then I want to get back to this okay. idea. By the uh, way, I have to do an exclaimer here. Yeah. Uh, Fred Kemp hired me 25 years ago. Okay, so, so Fred, you've got to be nice about Steve here. But I'll, I want to talk to you, Fred, <laughs> about China uh, and this, this meeting with Mnuchin later this week. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? And specifically, what do you think is really on the table? I imagine before we even get to the real trade issues, we're going to have to get through Huawei. And we've been talking about that now for months. So, so give me a few seconds to answer, Steve. I have a little bit more faith in the institutional structure of, uh, of the Fed. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think, I think Powell has seen four things. He's seen new domestic risks in the economy. Powell looks more at global risk, and there's been a global slowdown that's way ahead of where the U.S. is, where the U.S. has been looking good. He sees trade tensions, and that's getting to China, and the IMF has told us we could have a zero, we could have a half percent off growth in 2020 if this trade stays here. Uh, and then you're seeing um, uh, wage growth should be greater than it is with job tightnesses. So this is what Powell is looking at. Now to the issue in China. I've been arguing for a long time here on CNBC that the market's been looking at this in the wrong way. And finally, I think people are coming around to that. We are in the first stages of the geopolitical, geoeconomic test of our lifetimes. Uh, and, and, and how the trade talks go, I think you'll get some modest progress this week. I don't think sweeping deals are, are in the cards right now. But what we're really watching is a realignment where it's a battle for the commanding heights of technology that the Chinese want to win. And it's a systemic battle between democratic capitalism uh, and authoritarian capitalism that's going to go on for a generation. So, so tighten your belts. You're going to see supply chains change. You're going to see disinvestment of the, of the Chinese from the United States. And we're just at the beginning of a new era. Jason, if Fred is right, these markets can't be where they're sitting right now because there's going to be too much tumult, if you will, in between. Look, I think, I think what you're, you're forecasting is more volatility. I think that's exactly right. So then the question is, how do you position your portfolio in that context? What the Fed has done is kind of take the safe option away by talking down yields. And in fact, globally, what central banks have done is taken the safe, safe option away. So as we at Thornburg look into the future around asset allocation and to what we want to invest in, it's trying to build these robust portfolios when traditional tools have gone by the wayside. What you got, Steve? Fred, with due respect, um, you didn't disagree with me. 
Um, and, <laughs> and, 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 and your, your opinion and my opinion are not mutually exclusive. The Fed can be cutting for all of those reasons, um, trade and global slowdown. And it can be really worried about its self-preservation. I think the issue that I'm trying to, uh, that I'm grappling with, with, with your yeah. assessment, is do we really think that the U.S. that we that he should not? This is Powell should not be cutting right now because somehow the That's, economy is so strong. Or do you look at China? I, I, or do you saying, look at Europe and you look around and say this is ridiculous? Do you remember what it was like to climb the hill to two and a half? I, I mean, we've, you, been, we've, you been know how much we've been climbing it for a decade. There was to get back and claw back what we got in terms of normalization of policy over a 10-year period. There were stops yep. and starts uh -huh. and lots of sweat and lots of blood. And now we're going to give it up. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. Are we going to give it up, though? We're giving up a quarter here. We're giving up a quarter. We're, we're, we're going to stop reducing the balance sheet, Okay. So, and we're going to do so in a way we're going to have real rates at one, half a point. You don't think it'd be a one time, one, one and done? Well, it, it, may, it may well be. It may well be, in which case it's, it's, it's probably more defensible than, than that. But my point is that this, the politics playing, and Fred also did not disagree with me that the president has almost no respect, as far as I can tell, for the institution of the Federal Reserve. And that was their conversation. So here Steve Leesman is, the expert, the expert on the central bank, saying, hey, it could be gone if they don't get it right here. And, and uh, that got about, uh, what, a couple of minutes? Well, you know, you know maybe, but, you know, the, the global slowdown and trade, and let, let's talk about China. And, and I found it very interesting you know, especially which, what he ended with, which was, and, and I apologize, I looked everywhere for the rest of what he said. It's non-existent. Uh, could not find what if he said anything after that. Uh, talking about the president having zero respect for the institution. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, it, I, I, I hope that's true because it's about time. They, they're terrible. I mean... Think about what they've done, right? Talking about, oh, clawing back to two and a half. They didn't really technically even get to two and a half, right? The highest it got was two, four. But then trying to pretend somehow that's normal, right? Normal would have been in, in an expansion this long. The Fed's funds rate should have been about six, not between two and a quarter and two and a half, right? We didn't get anywhere normal. Right, and he talked about the balance sheet. Right, and they stopped that. Right, how long did that go? Right, we were supposed to get down to like two point eight trillion. We stopped it. We we only missed it by a trillion. Right, and of course, all of the uh, Federal Reserve predictors and the nonsense that there's no one. If I hear someone say there's no inflation again, I'm about ready to lose my mind. You know, I was talking in the first hour about you know it's back to school here in Arizona. Uh, my younger son plays high school football. $1,000 was what it cost my son, and well, my son, it didn't cost my son anything, cost me and my wife for him to play football. Then on top of the $1,000, they wanted us to raise another forty grand on top of it. But yet, there's no central bank. Uh, the one thing I loved is they asked them, well, what, they did ask this. What would replace it? 
And he said, I don't know. Some other system. Uh, I would love for it to be, let's go back to the gold standard. Because at least then, we wouldn't even have to worry about inflation. Right? We know what it would be. Are the Fed's days truly numbered? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. You know, my parents taught me that respect is earned. Right? You're not just given it. You earn it. And let's face it. The central bank hasn't earned anything. I mean, especially really, you know, when when the handcuffs got removed in 1971, right? They just opened up the floodgate of debt. And now uh, anybody, you know, you heard the one commentator say, hey, they took away the the normal places to go in an environment like this. Right? They took away the bond market. They they've destroyed it. Right? Can't save your money now. <laughs> you don't get paid for your interest. Right? And, and and a lot of these yields, right? Negative yields, even the high risk stuff, you don't get paid anything for it. Uh not at least uh considering what the risk are. And I think this is why you're seeing the gold markets and the silver markets really start to pick up. I mean, silver, it's Remember what I told you. We're looking for 1671. So we're right there. We're right next to it right now. Uh, we get rate cuts tomorrow. Uh, you know, based on what Steve Leisman said, uh, look for a rate cut and dovish talk on top of the rate cut because they're worried uh, that they may go away. We've got uh, on, uh, two great items this morning. U.S. AU, which is almost uncirculated, $20 liberties, $1,495. I mean, you're, it's big. I think you're saving like 50 bucks a coin on those $20 saints. That's like the highest grade uh, before they, they, they certify them. And then on the silver side, this is a first time ever. As far as I'm aware of, and Wendy will tell you, we called everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, this is a 100-ounce bar. We, we've seen a few of those. We don't do a lot in the 100-ounce bar, but that's not what the big deal is. This is the Johnson Matthew 100-ounce bar back in the very early 80s. Johnson Matthew would put them in a box. And the box, the, the, the cover, the lid, if you will, of the box had the design of the silver bar stamped on it along with the serial number of the bar that's inside of the box. We had 11 matching box in serial number uh, with the bar. So we in the box, as I told you, the box, they're not mint condition. I don't want to oversell the box, but the one thing I saw is because I was we were online trying to find them and this and that. A lot of these boxes that are out there, coincidentally, you can't read the serial number, which is kind of the big deal in it, right? 
So all of the serial numbers are all legible. Uh, the boxes are, you know, they're, they're for being almost 40 years old, they're all in pretty decent shape. This is a Johnson Matthey 100 ounce silver, silver bar with the matching serial number. So every bar has that serial number stamped on the on the bar itself. Uh, that number matches the number that is in the box. They're not even two dollars over spot. We only found one. In our search, uh, I had Jason looking, I was looking, Wendy was looking. Uh, We only found one. There was a guy on eBay who was looked like he was maybe selling. He had had one and he was selling it. He wanted twenty two hundred and fifty bucks. We've got these at eighteen hundred and fifty for Phoenix pickup. The bars will be here in about the next twenty minutes. Colorado, I want you to be able to take advantage of well. If you want one of these silver bars in the box, you gotta add fifty dollars. And and whether you pick it up at our office there or we ship it to your house, uh, that's the best we can do. Just what it costs. I mean, it's a fortune. Silver's so heavy, it just costs a lot now to ship. Uh, two rolls of silver. I'll give you an example. Two rolls of silver eagles. Wendy, me, and Arlene were like having this big debate. We thought the post office had made a mistake. Just to ship two rolls of silver, registered insured. And you're insuring two rolls of silver for like $800, right? $40. $40 because of the weight. So uh, just uh, to give you uh, a heads up, even at $50, we're we're, we're we're not making anything on that. Trust me, we're actually going to be losing money on it. Uh, but I want, if you want to have something that nobody has, uh, Johnson Matthew 100-ounce silver bars with the box, with matching serial numbers, 1850 bucks at 800-951-0592. Uh, that is the toll-free number in the AU Saints, obviously, uh, at fourteen ninety-five. But I just found it fascinating uh, about Steve Leesman. Uh, saying, hey, the central bank, their biggest worry, it's not trade, it's not a global slowdown, it's not the U.S. economy. They're worried that if they screw it up, they're going to just be gone. And not just Jay Powell, the whole thing will be gone. Uh, Pretty dramatic statements. I'm going to tell you right now, volatility, I think that's a good word. Hey, did you hear about Capital One? You know what's in your wallet now, folks? Yeah, Capital One and the hackers, right? Not, and I'm not talking about the guys dressed up in the Viking costumes on their commercial. Uh, Capital One announced that they got hacked. They're saying that on July the 19th, it's nice, you know, it's only 10 days later. Hey, July 19th, we got hacked and 140 million people got all their stuff taken. They said some people, not only were their names and addresses, social security numbers, and credit card numbers as well. Yeah, no big deal. Pitcher Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Pitcher Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. This just in, Capital One has changed their slogan. 
what was in your wallet. Yeah, if you're just listening, you got a, a Capital One account. Uh, they got hacked on the 19th, and, and apparently not only did they get, you know, your name and your address and maybe your credit card number, uh, according to Capital One, some, I wonder what some is, 140 million accounts got hacked. You know, 128 million of them, uh, they got hacked, and they also got their Social Security numbers, their bank accounts, their credit card numbers. Uh, so if you got one of those, uh, keep an eye on on your uh, your credit card charges. Uh, just amazing that, I mean, that's what they do, right? Shouldn't that be, <laughs> right, the biggest thing, you know, you, you think about... Uh, you know, all the things, and they want to go electronic credits and, and all this stuff, and this is this is the power of digital. right Now, obviously, th- this wasn't a good thing, getting hacked. But think about, you know, and I, I'm going to take what Leesman said seriously, because why would he make it up? The Fed is coming to an end. And, and I don't know if it's going to be Trump or not. But it's coming to an end. A new currency is coming. Right? Remember, we thought it was going to be, remember, the Amero. Right? We thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be the Amero. Canada, us, Mexico, we're all going to be friends. That was back when the debt was like $5 trillion. <laughs> Nobody actually thought it was really going to be $23 trillion. And, of course, now, did you see the Treasury? Hey, the next six months, we're going to borrow $814 billion, right? You know, add that together. What is that, $1.6 trillion, just like I told you. Here's the problem. Next year, it'll be more. Year after that, it's going to be more and more and more. And we're going to go to a digital my guess is global type of a currency where they're going to oh don't worry yeah you got $10,000 here's your 10,000 electronic credits but you know now with a keyboard we can we can get the inflation we want no, no, no worries now we're just going to devalue here at a keyboard right so you don't have to worry about what's in your wallet anymore the central bank's going to take care of it for all of us, uh, and that's really what I think is happening. Uh, and and whether or not they get it wrong here, I agree with Steve. The Fed gets it wrong here. This thing's coming, and I forget who it was was talking about uh, that. That's uh, the new uh, the new system coming a lot sooner than people think it's coming. And, and and I'm you know you're just starting to hear more and more and more of this stuff. You're seeing all these central banks buying gold. Uh, there there's just there's something happening, right? That that is it's more than just a global slowdown. It's more than just a trade war. I think this is it, right? We're getting ready for new money. Before that happens, make sure you got your gold and your silver. AU Saints, fourteen ninety-five. The matching box insert on uh, the Johnson Matthew bars, silver bars, one thousand eight hundred and fifty. Eight hundred nine five one 
0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.